This edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are broadcasting across North Texas, of course, also on the GRN app and on the Internet uh, stream. And so we're literally worldwide. I mean, there's people all across the world that could listen to us. And uh, this is a program where we just talk about good things that are happening here in North Texas in the local Catholic world. And I want to thank my friend Marcella Bonilla, uh, who has been really involved in Catholic radio here locally since the very beginning, way back in 2006. I think she got involved, got interested, and we've kind of been keeping in touch on and off uh, for many years. And she recently emailed me and Sissel and said, guess what? My daughter has a podcast. She and her friend Lena are doing a podcast and it's called Snacking with the Saints. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And so I asked if they wanted to come in and do an interview, and here they are. So I welcome into the studio the two stars, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> of uh, Snacking with the Saints podcast, Andrea Terrell. Uh, that's her married name. She and her husband, Luis, have one precious son named Benjamin. He's one years old. And then Lena Sunny has two sons, 11 and 9, with her husband, Royce, and she is from St. Anne's Parish in Capel, and uh, Andre- Andrea and uh, Luis and her son are from St. Francis in Grapevine. Well, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. So, how do you all know each other? How did this whole, like, like the, the genesis of it, when did the, the first pop up, like, hey, let's do a podcast? What <laughs> happened? Yeah, Um, well, we've known each other for a while through um, St. Anne's and through, um, actually, my husband knew Andrea first, Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, I knew her through, I got to know her better through high school ministry, getting involved in high school ministry at St. Anne's. Yeah, I should ask that also, background, I know a little bit Mm -hmm. about your background, you've worked at the University of Dallas in campus ministry, and what's your degree, Andrea, and Um, and what have you been doing the last, uh, let's say, 10 years or so? Yeah, it's probably the last time we saw each other. Uh, I have... um, undergrad in theology from the University of St. Thomas in Houston. Okay. So I did youth ministry down there for a while, came back up and did campus ministry and got my master's at UD also in theology. I uh, don't know if I needed double theology majors, but here we are. <laughs> and uh, so I've done uh, everything from campus ministry. I taught theology for a little bit, which okay. you did too, right, Dave? I did. Yeah. yeah I did. So, I bet you've done. Where did you teach? Uh, Krista Ray in Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I taught out there, did some youth ministry in the area campus ministry teaching and now i'm just staying at home with Mm -hmm. my baby yeah but that's gonna be a great benefit uh i mean your whole life you've got those degrees and if nothing else and i think it's a lot your child children will benefit from it and so you know who knows knows? and all in the whole world now with the podcast as well uh selena what's your background yeah i have a degree in computer science um and i so i spent a good part of my life as an engineer about 16 years as an engineer and then i shifted from there to becoming an entrepreneur and I started a business teaching kids how to bake and oh, so I my. ran culinary programs after school culinary programs um, at local I see schools. how this is coming together <laughs> yeah. now the snacking, the food the snacking right? with the saints that's right. the, the theologian theology. yeah that, that's good so it sounds like you have very different kind of uh, skill yeah. sets backgrounds uh, right. then you came together and you got to know each other and uh, so yeah so, so what was the conversation like uh, it's it's almost like a Reese's peanut butter cup you know the chocolate and the peanut You've got the theology, you've got the the food background, like, hey, let's do a... Yeah, well, I should um, give a shout out to a seminarian for the diocese, uh, Greg Scatini. Okay. I did work at St. Anne's for a little bit, and Greg was one of the seminarians there for a little bit, and... Truthfully, me and Greg would talk about the saints and we'd be like, we have great conversations. We should record this. So Greg and I wanted to do a podcast, but with his formation, it was really hard. 
Uh, but Greg was really encouraging to me. He's shout out. He's also my baby's godfather. So okay, okay. he was just really encouraging to me that we should, you should still do it. Mm-hmm. You still need to make it happen. So we had the idea for probably a year. Uh, you know, we, we did record one episode together. That was terrible. Me and Greg, but yeah, Greg. so we had the idea for a year. I really didn't do anything with it, but then it was just really a prompting on my heart that, uh, I wanted to share the lives of the saints with others. Um, I, my whole thing is that the, if you know about the lives of the saints, then you can know that through whatever trial you're going through, you are never alone because you have a friend in heaven who has gone through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to get that message out there. So literally it was a year since Greg and I had the idea and I was just thinking, who is someone who I just want to talk to more? Yeah. So <laughs> Lena. Yeah. So I thought about Lena. Um, and then, so uh, I don't know how me and Greg thought of the food aspect, but that was me and Greg too. Oh, and nice. I knew that Lena loved to bake and I also love to bake and cook. So I knew we had that in common. Um, I knew about her business uh, ventures in the past. So I was just thought Lena would be a good person who would be a good fit for the vision, but also just someone I wanted to spend more time with. Yeah, so, so that's why I asked her. Yeah, so now we know about the saints. How is the food element incorporated into the podcast, Lena? Yeah, it's just, it's a casual thing. It's not like a gourmet um, (laughs) piece of the podcast, but it's more of just like everyday stuff that we find um, that we want to share with with each other. So Mm -hmm. even with the saints, we pick a topic and we're... And then we don't tell each other which saint we pick. We surprise each other on the air. So you each it. pick one yourself, based on the topic. Yes. Okay. Now you say based on the topic. Give me an example. Like what? what like do you mean by the, a topic? our last one was saints who are fathers. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. And so we just we kind of give each other like a nod, like okay, mine's from this century or that. So, you so, don't, we don't, so make sure you yeah, don't pick the so same one. Like, exactly. <laughs> um, but we do the same thing with the snacks too. Okay. So we surprise each other with the snacks also. And so a lot of times it's just something that I'm like. What has Andrea not tried that I want to introduce into her world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And vice now, do you talk about the snack as far as like here's how you make it? Uh, is that or is it just that you're enjoying a snack while you're talking about the same? Sometimes I think for us the snack is more like a way to first connect, like as friends and mm-hmm. in community yeah. before we get into like the spiritual aspect. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, once I did a blessed from Mexico, so I had a traditional Mexican snack that Lena hadn't had, and then sometimes we're like I. One time mine was cough drops because I had a cold. So I just gave her the cough drop brand that I like. Or so, like Costco cookies or something. Yeah, yeah so it's right. kind of just like what is going on in our life, kind of as a way for us to connect with hopefully a community of listeners mm-hmm. who are fans of the saints. That's kind of uh, what I saw it as. And also kind of a way to introduce the topic sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so you had the saints who are fathers. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other topics you all have had uh, so far? We've done um, saints who are angels. Um, we started with my favorite saints, so yeah. we picked our, who okay. our favorite. Who are your saints. favorite saints? I picked Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay, yeah, and I did Saint Therese. Oh wow, okay, yeah. and you didn't know coming in what the your each other's favorite saint was. No, right? that, that's that's the whole the mm-hmm. whole deal. So okay, so favorite saints, saints that are angels, saints that are fathers. Yeah. How many have you done total, or how long you've been doing this? I don't know. So Probably we about ten. Would you say? Maybe 10 episodes. Yeah, Yeah. we started back, I guess, in October, November, but we're also both moms. Yeah. So it happens around our family life. So there have been times when we've been really good an episode every week and then times we had to take big, long months off. Okay, so it's not absolutely predictable like the second Tuesday at 4 o'clock, you drop a podcast. That's the goal. Okay. One day, we will be there. You want to do it weekly or monthly or what would be the idea? I would love to do weekly. 
So okay. we are very new. We should say we know nothing about yeah. this venture at all. We I have no background in podcasting or <laughs> any kind of technical yeah. stuff at all. Now, so. when when somebody says podcasting, that generally means audio only, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so whereas opposed to like a YouTube video would be um, something else. So yeah. you're just doing audio, just audio, yeah. For okay, now. and and that, but that might change. Maybe that I definitely have a lot of dreams and goals and visions for what we want to do with this. Um, I really see it as a ministry for sure. So I would love to take it everywhere it can go. Because mm-hmm. like I said, the mission is really so that other people can uh, not feel so alone when they think of their friends in heaven praying for them. So I'd like to do everything that we can with it. But like I said, we know nothing. We're just starting yeah. out. It is really new. And then with the added mix of uh, a baby kids yeah. it's um it's definitely a passion project for now for sure yeah, so yeah is uh is the goal you know like even down the road to to try to monetize it and make this a little you know source of income or is it strictly you guys are just having fun or is it or or if that comes it comes or or what what are the, the thoughts i personally haven't had that thought yet i've just been saying yes to the lord wherever yeah. he is um calling and prompting um, so I'm kind of leaving that in Andrea's corner as how she wants to um, handle that for yeah. for that. But I feel like um, if the Lord desires it, then that'll yeah. happen. That'll be part of it. What? Uh, where do people find it? I, I saw on something. I I actually got the link uh, from your mom, and it said, uh, "Is it Instagram or uh, sna- at snacking saints pod?" Or that's it, our Instagram. So okay. I think our, right now we're on Spotify and, um, and Apple, but you should be able to find it wherever anyone can get podcasts. So wherever people like to listen, it should be there. Okay, and snacking. you just read our Instagram. I just launched a website, which is the <laughs> same snacking saints Wait, say that again? Snackingsaintspod.com. Is it snacking with an apostrophe at the end or is it snacking with a G? With a G. Okay, snacking. That was some of the artistic development. We didn't know which one we wanted to go with. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I should say we are a member of Spoke Street um, Catholic Podcast Network, yeah. which they operate out of Redeemer Radio, I think in Chicago area. Yeah. Uh, so they've been a really big help too in helping us get started. And that's where I get a lot of uh, advice on some of the more technical things and they help with distributing it too. Mm-hmm. So, where's your studio? Uh, my kitchen table at our house, <laughs> local. Yeah, yeah, it's really grassroots. We had to figure yeah. out how to. I love do everything. It, yeah, yeah, we're just figuring it out as we go. And mm-hmm. even just having the kitchen table, I just feel like that kind of is on par for us doing snacking with the saints because food yeah. is just that universal like communion of just like joining together in fellowship and it just unifies people and breaking bread with people is a natural and you're probably never going to run out of topics I mean because there's so many saints of so many exactly uh, you know so many snacks uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Uh, do you have a, a target audience in mind I mean we probably should we but didn't develop like we, we didn't like project a target audience, no. but we've I, I've noticed that there's been a lot of like younger moms mm-hmm. that have been listeners, yeah. and maybe that's just because of the demographic we're in. So probably and we, like what we talk about when yeah. we publicize, it's to like our friend group. But yeah, because um, if you're talking to a ten year old, you speak differently than if you're talking to a forty year old. But so it's true. not really not really for kids, but if maybe more the the parents yeah. learn parents, and they can teach the yes, kids or listen exactly. to them with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, I feel like part of the mission is. I mean, the target audience wise, we probably should have them, but I feel like the saints are for everyone and the podcast for everyone. But for me, really, the mission is uh, to introduce probably saints that people haven't heard of, too. So I feel like more maybe the the target audience could be people who just want to learn more about the lives of the saints. Mm -hmm. And we've specifically have done uh, 
uh, we'd like we did one of my favorite episodes was Black Catholic Saints because yeah, not a lot of them. people know about uh, the the Black Catholics yeah. from our country yeah. who are on the road to sainthood. Yeah. And we did uh, our favorite blesseds. There's a lot of blesseds that people don't know yet. Yeah, so. Pier Giorgio Frasati. Have you heard of him? Yes, uh, he was actually for episode. dysfunctional saints with dysfunctional families. Oh, really? <laughs> he okay, and also yeah. uh, Carlo Acutis. I think yeah, is a blessed, was, yeah, right? That's exactly. 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 Yes. That was your favorite blessed. <laughs> <laughs> totally off, off track here, but you know that, uh, that there's going to be a Carlo Acutis exhibition coming up at the end of no, July at, uh, at Saint uh, Joseph's and go. Richardson. Oh, oh, we've got to go. Uh, yeah, it starts. I did an interview. Yeah, I think yesterday on that. So, anyways, we've got to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You could you could do a podcast from there. Wouldn't that be neat? So blessed. Do you think there'll be some relics or something that might? Well, they don't have any relics of them there, but it's like the the research that he did on Eucharistic miracles. Yeah, St. Joseph's and Richardson is having it beginning July uh, 25th. And so, uh, so, um, do you ever have guests? That's one goal for sure. One kind of one thing I've been thinking about this summer is kind of getting to that point where we could have guests. Like, I would love that. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I'd buy another microphone. Yeah, we yeah. only have two right now. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe ask people uh, yeah. who their favorite saints are, or saints yeah. that they want to share with us. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things has been you bring up Blessed Carlo. I knew nothing about him, so yeah. Lena told me about him, and now I love him and feel like I have a new friend. Aww. So I want to bring people in who could maybe share with us like the saint that's had an impact in yeah. their life. and. Yeah. So I can learn about some new ones, but also hopefully introduce those. Do you like obscure saints that nobody's ever heard of? Oh, for uh, sure. Sometimes that's what I love. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's one of, my, one of my pet peeves. And I say this, my favorite saint is St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm. And of course, he doesn't need any publicity. Everybody knows yeah. who he is. But you got like parishes and a diocese. It's like St. Francis of Assisi. No offense. <laughs> I mean, no offense. Yeah. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi. Or like uh, St. Michael the Archangel. There's like yeah. three of them in a diocese. It's like, come on, can't you pick some there's other so saint names? so many more saints, yeah. Uh, they, you With know, great so, stories. Oh, then there's like down in Enda, St. John Nepumacy. And oh, so oh like, interesting. Who is he? You know, uh, it's kind of sparked some curiosity, right? Yeah. Right. And you wonder how many people at particular parishes even know much about exactly their, their, their saints. own uh, saint. Yeah. yeah, I love all saints in Dallas. They're like, we're picking them all. Yeah, you know, we're, yes. we're not. We're not going to pick one. We're which, neutral. We're, we're going to take every <laughs> single one of them. Yeah, that uh, was truthfully part of the impetus too, because I think Greg. Um, Greg Scatini would throw out just like a random saint that I hadn't heard of, and then I would throw out someone that he hadn't heard of. So we would just kind of get lost in conversation like who is that tell me about them and then eventually we were like i wonder if there's a saint for dogs and we looked up we were like no not saint francis like specifically dogs and we would just start like researching saints together so that was kind of the impetus too where there's just like so many that you haven't even heard of you don't know anything about Mm -hmm. My friend has a fear of wasps, so I found a saint who's the saint for fear of wasps. There's <laughs> oh, just so right? many things that you can be covered in prayer with. Yeah, so, yeah. Have, uh, do you have any idea how many people are listening? Do, does it have a tally? And do, uh, and, and the secondary question is, uh, do you get any feedback? Uh, people saying anything about the, the, the podcast so far? I would love more feedback. Uh, our friend Raul, Raul Portillo always gives me feedback, so mm-hmm. he's kind of our biggest feedbacker right now. She's and my nice, husband. He's saying nice things? <laughs> yeah. Your husband I would definitely love more feedback. I would love a community to mm-hmm. be built around just sharing these lives. Um, but I think we get about 200 plays, which like I said, I'm completely new to this. So I know like in the podcasting world, plays is different than downloads. They have like yeah. a different metric, but I like seeing the map where people listen from. 
So I know we've had listeners in Mexico and Australia and Lebanon. I think we ranked on the charts there once. Oh, really? Yeah, in Lebanon. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Is, is uh, that where you're from? Or, no. Or, oh, she yeah. point, you, you pointed to her no, when we you said Lebanon. No, we were just because we were just excited. excited. Oh. We loved that, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we have listeners in Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In England, we've had, and I think one in Spain before. Oh, so I can kind of cool? see where people are listening. It's just, yeah, so exciting to see that. And yeah. as, uh, as we're talking, I'm thinking about all these different categories. You could do like, you know, Saints of Mexico. Oh, yeah. Saints sure. of Italy. You Absolutely. Know, uh, uh, yeah. And so, what, and what have else? have a food component with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Saints. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we do a food that relates to the saint. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and sometimes it's just random but yeah and the cool thing about all those different categories like we did saints who are moms we could do a podcast probably only on saints who are moms right, and so never many. venture out of that and oh, we yeah. did saints who knew each other who are friends and that's yeah, definitely I one like i want to revisit for mm-hmm. sure because there's so many saints, saints who, who are friends like, yeah, like we're Francis in community. Yes, yeah. that's who we did it on but yeah. there's so many saints who knew each other and i love that aspect of the lives of the saints that they usually come in like pairs or yeah, in groups. Yeah, they do, yeah. don't they? That speaks like to like Francis and Dominic. Uh, you know, both started religious orders. Yeah. And did you, did you all know that? Uh, of course, Aquinas is my favorite. Mm-hmm. He and Saint Bonaventure graduated from did, college together. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I love. There's the so many thing. things. Like who is the who is the valedictorian I between know, those two like, guys? Yeah, I did not know that. That's yeah. what I love about the lives. You can just keep digging into them in this way and keep yeah. learning things. Child yeah. saints. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We saints did who were young. young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who did I do for that one? Yeah. I don't even remember. Well, We've done so many. Maria Gretti, Saints Who Are Martyrs. I yes. mean, uh, have, I feel like I need to be your producer. I, I'll yeah, tell you all these ideas. Dave, give us please. ideas and suggestions. Please be your yeah. producer. Yeah. But I love You're that. hired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll negotiate the hefty salary after the broadcast. Yeah. So, the details. Anyways, yeah. snacks. Uh, snacking with the Saints podcast is what we're talking about. Andrea Terrell and Lena Sunny are the two hosts. And uh, uh, I want to go back over all the ways that uh, you can find this. Uh, I know on Instagram at snacking.saints.pod and then after that I, I was scribbling the other things that you were saying. It's you oh no, you also said um, it's uh, on Spotify, it's on Apple, and then you had a website also. Yeah, snackingsaintspod.com. Snackingsaintspod.com. So that, yeah, those are kind of all the ways people can connect with us and learn more about mm-hmm, the podcast. Yeah. Of course, uh, publicity is always the challenge. Yeah. I mean, you can have the best product in the world, but if people haven't heard of it, that, that's a problem. So any any other than, obviously, you're doing a radio interview right now, so hopefully this will help, but yeah. how else do you get the word out? Just word of mouth. I think you were in like a Facebook group and just saw someone that we didn't even know share the podcast Yeah, once, so. I, Yeah, I was in a mom's Facebook group for St. Anne's, actually, and one of my friends I didn't even know she was listening she was like have y'all heard of this podcast and I was like Andrea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so really word of mouth is yeah. just the best yeah. thing uh, yeah. if people like it sharing it with others is really again the grassroots way that we're growing yeah. and our podcast network does help and so we've seen a big increase in listeners I think before we got on the network we had maybe like 50 listeners an episode mm-hmm. so now we're at around the About 200, 200. Mark, and we, so. can, we, we can put a spot on the air just you know the runs every day just it's hey really have awesome. you heard of the snack with the saints and yeah. you never know even if it gets you a few more listeners that that would be awesome yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I can tell just you know you have good chemistry you like each other <laughs> we you're, do you're, like you're, other. you're fun yes. <laughs> you know and it's you're, it's light you know you don't want it to be all heavy and right. 
right. yeah, you know, but uh, it looks like it, it, I think and what I've learned in radio is that if you have fun with it, that's half the battle. That's just what people, we're starting. People want to listen to people yeah. having fun, right? Right. They, yeah, they, they want to feel like part of the conversation. Yeah, that's why we yeah. want to talk about food and we end each episode kind of just sharing like our blessing for the week, but also a burden, which is something that I picked up in like my years of ministry just as a way to like close out small group or connect with teens, just kind of share what the Lord did in your life and then what you need prayers for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of close out that way too, again, just so that we can uh, connect with each other, but then hopefully actually connect with the people who are listening so that they could pray for us. And then hopefully one day I would love if we could pray for our listeners in that way too. So that's yeah. kind of another way we kind of keep things uh, connected and light and fun, yeah. but also prayerful. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any indication that non-Catholics were listening? Uh, because they they don't always, you know, we're not always on board with this whole saint thing and canonization and all that. But uh, I I bet you you they do. They may not tell you. but Yeah, uh, I haven't heard if they do or not, but I know that they recognize that uh, mm -hmm. the lives of the saints and it's still, you know, the human story of searching for God. So I think it's um, relatable to all Christians. Yeah. I see that what y'all are doing, it's kind of like somebody on their desk, they put a little bowl of chocolates and we're all lured in by food. And we <laughs> yeah. all love food. So you lure them in with the snacks and then they get the saints. And you're right? like, here's the meat of the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant idea. It's a clever name and you guys are engaging and uh, love each other. And we so that, that's yeah. awesome. That, and we definitely keep it like we, in our conversation, we are speaking in a way that is mindful that there could be a non-Catholic listening. Mm-hmm. So we do kind of try to explain it not always yeah we'll be like the best what is like, a blessed we, yeah we need to maybe, sometimes we need a primer on it too yeah we have to <laughs> yeah. look stuff up so yeah do you have uh and if you don't it's no big deal but do you have contact information like if somebody wants to email you and hey, i got an idea or yeah, remind me what that uh, you know do you want to give that out or yeah you, so that's um through our instagram and on our website there's like a contact us page okay so uh that's all ways people can get in touch with us too okay Okay, so they can support you by just listening, you know. For now, uh, just listening and sharing would be great. That's yeah. all we ask. And you know, the uh, the YouTube page is quite easy to do if you guys ever want to go on, on video. I, yeah. I, mean, I do a YouTube page uh, with Aquinas, and believe me, I don't have any technical abilities at all. Yeah. But, uh, well, uh, thanks so much for, for being here. It's great to, to meet you and see you again. Yeah, um, thank again, you for Andrea us. Terrell and Lena Sunny, the hosts of Snacking with the Saints podcast, uh, which you can hear on all all those different uh, platforms that we mentioned, and maybe we'll just say it one more time, all the different platforms so people can uh, write it down. Do you want to go through them again? Yeah, so our Instagram is snacking.saints.pod, and then our website is snackingsaintspod.com, so just without the dots. And that's kind of all we have for now, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple and anywhere you get your podcasts. And that's that's all we have to offer. <laughs> Who knows okay. what we'll have yeah. next time we come through. The very next one you're doing, do you have a topic yet or a snack? Or, yeah, we course, do have a topic. A, yeah. Okay, what's the topic? Uh, saints and food. So just a saint associated with food. So mm. we're going like back to our roots on that one. Okay. So. Yes. I think saints like, were foodies, basically. The, yeah. the snakes were food. I know you guys are going to surprise each other, but give me an example. Has anything come to mind? Or, I already know who mine uh, is going to be. Oh, you already? Okay. I don't, don't, know, okay. one, I don't know who mine is going to be, but what comes to mind is a little bit more about St. Lawrence, you know, because he's oh, like... I thought you might oh, be... The, <laughs> is that the grill? You're not picking him? Yeah. The grill. Yeah. <laughs> he is the patron saint of chefs. He's the patron saint oh, of chefs, really? but in a really dark comedic yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So you're not picking St. Lawrence? He said you need to turn me over. I think I'm done. I'm done on this 
I thought idea. for sure you were going to pick him. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. So that I would have, be a good example of who okay. I thought we were going to talk and about. And you, you also have these Belgian monks, I don't know if they're canonized or not, that make the the, the, uh, the ale, the, like the oh, Chimay yeah. ale. And so oh, they're, they're, there's, a, there's a big connection between alcohol, I mean, beer. Oh, I just thought of another one. Uh, oh, yeah, you ever heard yes. that quote, uh, uh, beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy? And yeah, there I've was some that. saint that said that. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, that th- thanks a lot uh, for coming in. It's, yeah, it's great so to, much, to learn more. Yeah. Thanks again to Marcella for giving us a suggestion. Snacking with the Saints podcast with Andrea Terrell and Lena Sunny. All those places that uh, we mentioned several times that you can go and, and visit it. So uh, come back in six months or a year and let us yeah. know. You'll be well, from 200 to. to 2 million listeners by that time, right? <laughs> Lord's we, Providence. Yeah. And, we'll uh, Joe, Please, Ro- Joe Rogan will be calling you saying, what is your secret? I, mean, I would how, love, how are like, you I would love to talk to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks also to Diane Xavier for running the board and uh, for you. I, you know, I always end every um, interview by thanking people like Marcella for giving us suggestions because it's a whole lot easier doing interviews with people you know want to be interviewed rather than running around trying to find them. Yeah. Not everybody wants to be interviewed. So if you have a suggestion of somebody who wants to be interviewed and, and has something good to say, uh, email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. And we'd be happy to uh, put you in the hot seat here and uh, interview you about something good going on here in the local Catholic world. Uh, this has been the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you for listening. God bless you. This is Tony Bashara, president of Babich and Associates, a Texas-based, ESOP-owned professional placement and recruitment firm. My wife, Chris, and I are members of St. Thomas Aquinas and sponsors of KATH. You can visit our website, babich.com, where you will find information about the current employment market for both job seekers and employers. We can be reached at 214-823-9999. Would you like to help those suffering from mental health issues? A person you know could be experiencing early signs and symptoms of mental illness, substance use, or suicide. St. Rita's Catholic Church in Dallas is offering a course in mental health first aid. With this training, one will be able to recognize a problem early and effectively help support someone experiencing a crisis. The course takes place on Saturday, July 23rd at the parish from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. For more information and to register, visit stritaparish.net. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Interview of the Week here on KTH 910 AM. Dave Palmer is my name. Cecil is running the board. Thanks uh, for your support of uh, local Catholic radio and also all the other apostolates and the people doing great work. And, of course, since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I think it's even more important that we support all the crisis pregnancy centers, the people who are are and have been fighting for life and the uh, the lives of the unborn for so many years. And I uh, just recently got an email from Julie Eichelman, who serves as Executive Director of St. Joseph Helpers, doing business as White Rose Women's Center, which has been around for decades. And uh, she said, we got some needs. You know, it's busy. You know, Roe v. Wade overturned and we need volunteers. We need some positions. And I said, well, come on in. Let's do an interview. So here we are. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming in. Congratulations on the baby in your womb. That's exciting. Thank you, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. What's your due date? Uh, November for... 3rd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so tell us the what's new with uh, St. Joseph Helpers. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years, uh, I think, since you've been in here. Uh, what's the latest news? And also, how has the overturning of uh, Roe v. Wade impacted uh, the work that you guys do? 
so those are great questions. We've been, we've been very steadily busy since the onset of COVID when we saw an increase in abortion minded clients coming in. Um, so since that point, it's been steadily around 64% of our new clients coming in are seeking abortion mm. and they become harder and more determined than ever to have that abortion. Then in last September, when the heartbeat law went into effect across the whole state of Texas, that has forced girls to come in earlier and earlier at like three weeks pregnant before you even miss your period to say, I want to have that abortion pill. Mm -hmm. And so what that's caused is the girls coming in saying they want to treat the abortion pill almost like as a prevention. They want to take it just in case there's going to be a viable pregnancy or a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of become, it's, it's a little bit more challenging in that sense to continue doing this, but we can continue- in a rush, right? Uh, they, 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 they have, there's a certain urgency because yes. the, uh, they, okay. Yes. Yes. And they're very, they're very focused on getting that done immediately and quickly and, and all of those. And then at the same time, even before the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there are other states in the U S that are playing into Texas, Colorado, New Mexico, Louisiana, among others, have been poaching clients in the state of Texas to get them to come outside the state to have the abortion. Mm -hmm. So even though Texas is a very conservative state when it comes to abortions, no woman is truly safe until she changes her heart Mm -hmm. and decides she's going to fight for the life of the baby that she has. Yeah. And that's your mission is to take these 64% of the women coming in abortion-minded and say, wait, hold on, can we talk to you? And and what is the strategy or the uh, the, the methodology of trying to you know educate them in a in a pretty short frame of, of time? Right. So we bring in we we seek out that abortion minded client to bring her in and educate her about the reality of abortion, so that she can choose life. So every woman's choice is to choose life or not. But showing her this is what abortion looks like. This is adoption as an option, or this is parenting and put it all out on the table. You know, most of the time, the girls have no clue what abortion really is. So we show them videos. We talk to them. We show them the truth about this is what it means to have an abortion. And then we use that sonogram to help illustrate showing this is a human life. You know, we've all seen those sonograms where you see the baby moving, sucking their thumb, you know, all that kind of thing. It's hard to deny that that's a human life at that point in time. So those are different strategies that we use to help her understand there's a human life at stake and we don't ever stop a beating heart. Do you often see, uh, well, first of all, do some people say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about this. I'm out of here. Uh, do you get that kind of reaction or are most of them open to at least hearing you out uh, what you have to say? Cause they come in looking for an abortion. Clearly, this is not the angle that you guys are taking. Do you, what, what kind of reaction do you get from people when they find out, oh, this is, they're not going to counsel me to have an abortion. This is the exact opposite. What, 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 what do they say? Rarely we have that woman that walks out that's angry because we're not going to help her kill her baby. Yeah. But the vast majority of the women stay because they see that we come at it from a gentle perspective and from at a loving perspective. And so we're trying to show by the gentleness, the mercy and the love that this is, this is good. Mm-hmm. And so I have a client right now. She's about to have her baby the end of August. She drives all the way up from Fort Hood. Oh, wow. Every month to come see us 
because she loves the way that she's treated there. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that that's so was a bigger deal to her than anything else. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the the uptick of visits and work during COVID. Was this for economic reasons, or why? Why do you think during the the pandemic uh, the, there was more people seeking abortions? I we do believe it was economical because during the shutdown across the Dallas Fort Worth area. You know, those seven weeks, give or take, people had nothing else to do. Yeah. So then they come in saying, well, I didn't mean to get pregnant. And so now we need to, quote, unquote, take care of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and it just hasn't slowed down since then. Yeah. And so when Roe v. Wade, as of the the recording of this, that was about uh, two weeks ago, a little less than two weeks ago. How just, you know, from your standpoint, a person working day after day in the the, the, the pro-life movement, how, how did you take that? Did that take you by surprise that Friday morning? Or what was your first reaction when you finally found out, wow, after 49 years, Roe v. Wade is gone? What was your response? I was I was equally surprised and shocked, but also very grateful that, um, you know, I have a lot of faith in the country and in the Supreme Court to see the real lives at stake and to see that that is not the answer to anything. Um, from the White Rose perspective, we have not stopped seeing clients coming in. So they're still coming in. They're still saying they need an abortion, but they are changing as they come to know that abortion is becoming illegal. Mm -hmm. So we're still working to get them to come in to say, let's see if there's even a viable pregnancy with the sonogram. We still need to do a pregnancy test. You still need all that information. Okay. So we're still using the same methods we've been using for 37 years to get the girls to come in. They're still coming in. And I foresee that that's going to continue to happen. And I believe that as we go forward and women realize that abortion is off the table now, that I think they're still going to be coming in when they see that we have the real resources. We have the comprehensive resources they need in order to be successful with the pregnancy and beyond. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about some of the poaching. And so some of the, the women that live in Texas where abortion, I think it already is illegal, are going to, if they're abortion-minded, are going to think that they need to jump state lines and go somewhere else, New Mexico or some of these other states. So would they still contact you or they're looking for some kind of reference or somebody to tell them where to go? Is that how it's going to work? Or uh, how exactly does White Rose fit into that picture where it's no longer them coming to a Texas-based, you know, place thinking you're going to counsel them for abortion because it's no longer a possibility, right? Correct. But there's the state law in Texas for the woman's right to know is still in effect. Mm-hmm. So whether they're allowed to get an abortion or not is is kind of secondary. First and foremost, the law says that you have to have a pregnancy test, you have to have the information about abortion, and you have to have the sonogram and sit on that information for 24 hours before you can have the procedure. Mm. So that's still in effect. So we're still capitalizing on that to say, come on in, let's do this, let's see if there's anything to even work with, you yeah, know, yeah, and right. and go from there. Uh, After the Roe v. Wade decision came down, there was a lot of uh, talk about threats on crisis pregnancy centers like the White Rose. Did did you all have any threats? Uh, Do you have extra security now? What what is the, you know, the attitude there, you know, to, to keep you all protected and safe during this time? I did add a little bit more security. Uh, measures effective that Friday, June 24th. And we've got a little bit more lockdown than usual, but 
We're just relying on common sense. We have the Blessed Sacrament present in our chapel, and so we rely on him and St. Joseph to keep us protected. Um, we did not receive any direct threats so far, thanks be to God, Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that continues. But I, I think, Dave, that part of that is because externally we advertise for the abortion counseling and for the abortion information. So a part of me thinks that that group that's doing all of those craziness that they think we're on that side. Yeah, right. So right. I don't think we're on the hit list for that reason. Mm-hmm. Your allies in, yes. in their eyes, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we know that's not the case. Uh, Julie Eichelman is my guest. She's executive director of the St. Joseph Helpers, doing business as White Rose Women's Center. And how many offices do you all have? I know you're right there off of uh, Central, like around Uptown. Where, where are you geographically in uh, North Texas? So we have two locations right now. One's at Fitzhugh and 75, and then we have one at Walnut Hill and Greenville, which is situated directly behind Planned Parenthood headquarters. Okay. The one on Central in Fitzhugh was next door to the abortion clinic called Ruth Street that everyone knew about. Yeah. And they've shut down. They went out of business, but we've stayed for several years there. And mm-hmm. now people know that's where we are, so it's easy for them to just keep coming back. Yeah. When you email me, the the main point that you were trying to get out was, uh, you know, you need help, you need volunteers, you need a stenographer. So talk about the needs right now of the White Rose. So yes, we do, we're in desperate need for some volunteers, men and women, compassionate men and women who can come in and they can, um, they can help us, you know, volunteer by way of counseling. That's a trained position. Um, we have needs to help sort clothes, but Again, trained with that, and then different positions throughout there from from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I also need a sonographer who's a paid position. It's about 22 hours a week, Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 3.30, and Saturdays, 9 to 1. Um, the requirements for that must be Catholic, pro-life, and also a sonographer. <laughs> so, <laughs> RN... That's important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. RN or RDMS is, is a great certification to have um and if anyone's interested please just call me directly at 214-824-5942 okay 214-824-5942 julie eichelman yes. uh, stenographer needed asap do you have more than one st- stenographer on staff or I mean, are you like without one right now or you just need another one or what is it i only have one two days a week at the moment okay and so, you like need somebody every day of the week right yes we're open six days a week and so we're we we're used to having a stenographer all six days of the week. Okay. Talk about the counselors. You may, you mentioned men or women, uh, trained. Do you do the training in house? How long does training take? And, uh, you know, so if somebody says, gosh, I don't know if I'm cut out for this, how, how would, how would a person know if this is, would be a good fit for them? I would encourage them to come in and see. So I have a lady who's in charge of training. She's been there for the entire 37 years that White Rose has been around. She handles all of the training. And so it takes weeks at a time, but it's very easy to understand, um, not really kind of go at your own pace, but more of, you know, we just kind of take it one by one. Um, you know, no two girls that come in are the same box, if you will. So it takes a little bit of time to learn how to handle each different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but know that 
we don't leave you alone to handle clients as a counseling basis until you feel confident that you can do this on your own. Yeah. But no person would ever be on their own. There's always at least two people at the same schedule. You know, I'm there all the time. And so we have each other's back. So it's a good team family environment that we help each other out with the same mission in mind of we're all there to help save the life of those babies. How how do people hear about you? Are you running ads or you using heroic media or what what is uh the, the how are, are people finding out that you know White Rose exists? So for clients, we use Google Ads online and for um donors and volunteers and staff, we use Catholic Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and do then, interviews, yeah. <laughs> And uh, we also do bulletin advertisements, but a lot of it, Dave, is word of mouth uh-huh, through yeah. our current volunteers and staff, you know? Yeah. And don't you, uh, you also care for uh, women. I think you mentioned about one woman that's going to have uh, a baby in August. Uh, uh, women who choose life, uh, you, you, you continue to take care of them and their baby for how long? And tell, tell us about that. We have that Magdalene program that helps support the women through their pregnancies and then beyond, and the beyond goes up to about kindergarten. So it's easy to say that we help a woman from the moment of conception until about kindergarten. And so usually for the vast majority of them, by the time that child gets to kindergarten, she's very self-sufficient and has a lot of self-confidence to be and on her way towards being able to handle this on her own. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of kind of uh, refutes the argument that, oh, pro-lifers only care about the baby, and then once it's born, uh, it's just uh, that's the most ridiculous argument because it's just so patently false. Uh, you know, for I mean, you're talking about all the, 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 until the child is in kindergarten. This yes. is like a five- or six-year-old, right? Yes. Yeah, amazing. And do you need donations of diapers and clothes or rattles or pacifiers or that kind of stuff? Do you, uh, yes, we're always in need of that, um, specifically the bigger size diapers, size four through six, and also pull-ups of any kind. Okay. And baby wipes are in high demand right now. Okay. And now that we've kind of escaped the COVID pandemic to some degree, I mean, of course, it's still around, but uh, is it back to normal or, uh, you know, talk about you know, life during COVID, you've already mentioned the high demand, but just as far as the day-to-day, you know, wearing masks and distancing, it must have made it very difficult to do some, the kind of work that you're doing, which is a very intimate type of work. Uh, how was it then, and how much have you gone back to normalcy now? I would say that the mo- most impact was with the client's responses and their fear during covid And there was a lot of fear permeated that we saw associated with them being pregnant during a pandemic and things like that. So everyone that we've come across in terms of clients coming in have really kind of calmed down and moved past COVID. Mm -hmm. And now they're just hyper-focused on, can I get an abortion? Yeah. (laughs) So um, I'm not requiring clients to come in wearing a mask, but... You know, we're just using common sense and trying to be prudent in terms of if you're sick, then come back another time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's uh, reiterate the main point. You need immediately a stenographer, uh, somebody who is trained as a stenographer. You said uh, needs to be Catholic, uh, needs to 
have, I clearly have a heart for the pro-life mission, 214-824-5942, Explain again uh, just some of the different volunteer positions and needs you have. What kind of volunteers are you looking for? Um, uh, Are you looking for, you know, it's still summertime interns, somebody that can just work a month or two and then get back to school, or do you need somebody that can commit for a long time? So that's a great question. We need more permanent volunteers. Because by the time the training takes place, it could take several weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then you need to be more invested long term. But we have volunteer counselor positions that are needed to be filled. We do it in different shifts, Monday through Friday, 930 to 4, and Saturdays 9 to 1. So sometimes if you have younger families, a mother or a father can stay home with the kids, and then the other spouse could come in and work on a Saturday. Um you know, and during the week, we, we do need the, the counseling, the volunteer counselors that help the women in the crisis pregnancies and help answer the phones and walk through the women through that perspective. And then, you know, we do have organizing baby gift bags and the, and the maternity clothes as well. Now, there, are, there are not many volunteer roles where you're literally saving lives. I mean, I, I mean, again, it's the Holy Spirit's doing the heavy lifting, but we yes. are, you are instruments in talking people out of not killing their children. And I, I just think what, what an amazing opportunity that is. And it takes a special person with a lot of empathy and compassion. Uh, but uh, if that's you, dear listener, please call uh, Julie, uh, 214-824-5942, and uh, talk to her about it. And uh, just have a, a couple minutes remaining. Uh, if people just say, hey, I you know, not, don't know if I'll drop off diapers, but I just want to give her $500 or $1,000, uh, I'm sure you'll take it. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, how, how do they do that? How do they donate? They can donate via the mail. Um, our address is listed on the website, stjosephshelpers.org. Um, they can always call me and I could walk them through it online. And they can also go to our website and donate electronically that way as well. stjosephshelpers.org. Yes. And Joseph's is with an S. Yes. Uh, Saint. Yeah, ST, St. St. Joseph's Helpers.org. Uh, you can donate there. You can find out more about, uh, St. Joseph's Helpers, uh, DBA, uh, White Rose Women's Center. Are y'all having an event this year? Yes. Okay. When is that going to be? November 5th. Okay. Oh, wow. That's around due, the due date. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just doing, what, just a couple of days after the due date? Yes. Okay. So you probably won't be there. I'll probably be there, but yeah. with baby in tow, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, any details of it uh, yet as far as uh, what it's going to be, or is that still in the planning stages? Well, we're going to have it at Royal Oaks Country Club again. Okay. And um, we're honored to share the speaker that you've got next week with Bishop Strickland. He'll yeah. be our speaker. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And so I'm very excited to have him as well. Okay. And um, looking forward to it. So I'm hoping to have more people there than ever before. You know, I think it'll be important at that point, once we're a few more months down the road in a post-row world, for people to understand the growing needs of our of our White Rose Women's mm-hmm. Center. Yeah, the timing is going to be incredible. Our, our, our event is going to be... Uh, a theme of engaging in battle, and boy, the battle just keeps intensifying. So, um, all right, so that's November 5th. It's uh, uh, tickets on sale yet? 
uh, for that event? In August. Okay, in August. Mm-hmm. Okay, stjosephshelpers.org, stjosephshelpers.org. A lot going on. Busy, busy, busy. Not to mention uh, uh, carrying a, a precious baby around with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and having a two-year-old, right? Uh, all right, Julie, thanks so much. I just want to repeat uh, Julie's phone number again. The urgent need is uh, volunteers and also a stenographer, 214-824-5942, 214-824-5942. And uh, you can also uh, donate and find out more information about St. Joseph's Helpers uh, and White Rose Women's Center at stjosephshelpers.org. Thank you so much. Appreciate you coming in. Good to see you. Thank you, Dave. All right. Thanks also to Cicel, and thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting all the incredible groups like St. Joseph's Helpers that are literally saving lives and restoring families and just uh, doing God's work uh, here in uh, North Texas. Uh, if you have suggestions for future interviews of the week, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. And uh, we mentioned the Summer Speaker Series event. If you want to get tickets for that, summerspeakerseries.com. That's going to be July 21st. Kind of the warm-up act for Bishop Strickland before the big event in November, right? (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic News and Information. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 